Hello and welcome to another episode of the Solo Powered Podcast with me, Ariana Dunn. This is a podcast that celebrates doing things solo, whether that be solo travel, solo business, solo journey to parenthood, single by choice, solo adventures, or solo pursuits of passion. Remember, this is not about living a lonely life. This is about living the most full life on your terms. For this episode, I am extremely grateful to my gorgeous guest, Tara Povey, for coming on and talking to me because this is actually the second time we were recorded this episode. Uh, Tara was one of the very first people that I interviewed in this Tall Tale Studios and unfortunately her file was corrupted and we weren't able to use it, which was very sad because my guests are so gracious in giving up their time to come and talk about their experiences on the pod. Tara, to reintroduce her, as I've already done on that first unheard episode, is a travel blogger. She has a very um, well-established blog called Where Is Tara? Where Is Tara blog um, on Instagram. She has over forty thousand followers. Uh, she offers lots and lots of helpful tips, insights, and advice for not just solo travelers, but anyone wanting to travel and explore the world. Tara has visited over 60 countries and counting and a lot of her very colorful and very inspiring videos feature lots of really really useful travel tips and she has a particular niche when it comes to kind of solo traveling Um, and of course with this being a solo power podcast she is a fantastic guest to come and offer lots of advice to anyone out there thinking about making a trip abroad so without further ado Tara thank you so much for coming on the podcast again oh my god you're welcome what an incredible intro thank you so much (laughs) (laughs) I always have to apologize. I have to keep my head down when I'm making those introductions because I'm trying to remember everything and I, <laughs> I don't want to be looking at the person. So, um, But yes, thank you so much. Tell me, how has life been since last we spoke? How many other wonderful places have you been and visited since last week? That was a while ago. I can't even remember. That was just a few months ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Where have you been? I was in Texas um, in June and that was incredible. Um, like did the proper cowboy experience, you know, stayed on a ranch, went like uh, lion dancing, got myself a Stetson. It was just like incredibly stereotypical and I loved it. <laughs> just about to say not stereotypical at all but yeah Yeah. I think that you have to do those kinds of things when you go to Texas I'm sure um and the summer has been a bit of a washout in Ireland have you done much travel in Ireland or have you been escaping these shores to to go outside to travel more I did uh, a little bit of travel in Ireland like I was thinking to myself like I haven't got any freckles this summer because normally like, you know, July was a total washout. Um, But and normally I would do lots of Ireland adventures. Like in comparison to last year, this summer hasn't been great for me. But I did do like a really nice little um, trip around like the Boyne Valley. I've actually done a couple of um, trips up that direction, which isn't an area I think that gets a lot of um, like spotlight in Ireland. You know, it was like Meath and Louth and that kind of area. Um, and there's so much there, you know, all the ancient burial sites like Tower Hill, of course. And um, they have some beautiful like hotels and restaurants and lots of adventure activities. And um, like the other day, myself and my friend Jess did part of the Boyne Valley Camino, where you can get like a Camino passport and get it stamped in different locations. And that was really interesting. So there's actually yeah a few little adventures amazing gosh you know what I totally agree I am I have never been to the hill of Tara would you believe it's disgraceful I know and And it's free to visit as well I know and (laughs) I have a celebrancy business that's called Celtic Celebrant so the fact that I have not been uh, to the hill of Tara to connect with my druid ancestry is a disgrace um, it is something that I really want to do because I recently performed a wedding actually in Slane in um 
in 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 County Mead and down in this beautiful old mill house um and it was so stunning along the banks of the Boyne and I remember thinking why have I not come here before it's so beautiful and there's lovely slain distilleries out there as well and well there's there's so much around there but you're right it's definitely one of those places that I want to go to and haven't gone to maybe because it's in such close proximity to Dublin that yeah like like half an hour maybe you know from Dublin depending on what part you're in it's crazy how accessible and easy it is for day trips like if you're based in Dublin and even like I've never been to Emerald Park I went to Emerald Park this summer and I was and I was kind of thinking you know how good could it be is it going to be anywhere near like an American theme park but actually like the production value on the rides is incredible like even for adults it's really not just like a kid's activity I agree. I had never been to Emerald Park until this year as well. My nieces came over from um, France. Now they're 19 and 16, but I went as well with my little goddaughter and my friend and we had a ball. My goddaughter is five and there was so much there. I was, we were really surprised as well because uh, I had been in Paris last year with, with these particular nieces and we'd gone to Disneyland Paris, which I kind of think wasn't even a patch on Emerald Park. <laughs> <laughs> well, that big statement. Yeah, but it, it definitely is like it's done really well, even when I was walking through the gift shop I was thinking like I could easily be in a Disney right now like yeah it's fab um but yeah definitely um I'm going to Loch Esk tomorrow up to Donegal which I'm really excited about I had a quest at the beginning of this year which I think I talked to you about about trying to go to all 32 counties of Ireland this year and I've managed a fair few I've been in Kerry and uh, Antrim and Armagh and Cork and Mayo and Kilkenny and going up to Donegal now tomorrow Um, I've got Clare and Sligo in the diary for next month as well so I don't think I'll get all 32 I had planned on hiring a camper van um, and you know spending a full like kind of 10 days going around to as many as I could but unfortunately I'm only licensed to drive an automatic car and most of the camper vans oh are, are manual yeah yeah so nice. um so I haven't been able to do that unfortunately but I did last week have the wonderful Gwen Wilkinson on the podcast who talked about how she made a handmade canoe and canoed from the top of Ireland from Lake Urn all the way down to the River Barrow in County Carlo. She did a 400 kilometre canoe journey where she slept in the canoe or I oh know she didn't sleep in the canoe but she did wild camping in Ireland and she, she slept in the yeah she did wild camping in in, in Ireland and uh, over two months traversed uh, on the inland waterways so Tara maybe that's one little quest for I you I love that I mean I was just thinking about doing a boat trip down the Shannon but like maybe I'll try that <laughs> like, I want to do a, I've never really. done a boat trip down the Shannon either that is something oh my god it's on my bucket list every person I know who's done it has said it's like the most fantastic holiday so I really want to do like a girl's trip or something down the Shannon I just think yeah, it seems like Definitely. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah, me too. I, I keep saying it. I need, I need to do it. I'm looking forward to going up to Loch Esk. Um, Gwen talked very fondly about um Loch Urn and um the amazing kind of Celtic Irish sort of symbolism that was in around there and the little Bow Island and Devonish Island and all of those kinds of things within the the Loch. So might do a little bit of kayaking or something up there as well if I get the weather. Love kayaking, yeah, that'd be lovely. I'm dying to see more Donegal. Um, I'm going to Waterford next month just to you know squeeze in a bit more like Irish exploration and that'd be really interesting because like even though I'm based in Wexford I've never really explored much of Waterford even though they're next door like um so I'm really excited to check out Waterford next Amazing. month yeah I love Waterford I lived in Waterford when I was a kid I think this is the you know I know I know we're sort of just sharing our travel stories here but this is the this is the nice thing about uh Ireland is that there is so much to see and so much to explore and even just in for you and I who are two intrepid explorers to to sort of say there's so many things that we haven't been to yet or explored yet which is really exciting because there's no end to the things that we can do oh my god yeah the list never ends like the more places you go the more places you discover that you want to go like yeah. the, you can never finish your bucket list because the more you take off the more you add to your list like it's and that's fine like that's yeah. the exciting part of it I think yeah. And I think as well, just from a solo travel perspective, um, you know, I the first time I ever went away on my own in Ireland was uh, a couple of years ago, post COVID. I had always kept saying how I'd never been to the Cliffs of Mower again. Right. So like the, I have an Air, Airbnb here and all the tourists that come here, they're 
their number one place that they go is Eclipse of Mars. So when I tell people that the first time I went there was about two years ago, they're super shocked. Um, and it was fantastic. But I, I just got in the car one day with Molly. I, ha- I happened to have a free weekend. And I thought, you know what? Instead of me continuing to say I've never been to the Cliffs of Blower, why don't I just go? So I got in my car and I booked a little dog-friendly Airbnb and had the most lovely, lovely time. And, you know, I was in the pubs and I was drinking and I was meeting people and chatting. And I always sort of, you know, when I'm trying to offer advice to people who are thinking about going away solo traveling is to start small, start easy and like maybe start in Ireland. And what's your experience? having? Have you done much solo traveling within Ireland itself? Yeah, like um, I'd be quite like that if I just haven't done something and I want to do it, I'll just go off and yeah. suddenly decide, oh, well, I haven't done that. So I'll do it now. Like, um, like especially this year, um, I did. I went to Barcelona earlier this year solo just because I'd never been to Barcelona. And every time I meet someone, they can't believe that I've never been to Barcelona. So I was like, right, I better just get myself to Barcelona. So I just booked a flight booked like a private room in a hostel and spent like I think three nights there eating food and seeing the sights and like it was great and now I've been to Barcelona (laughs) and you know what Tara the uh, the opposite of that is I was booked to go to Barcelona in September for my friend's wedding but she um just had a surprise little uh, addition to her belly and she's pregnant so she's decided (laughs) to postpone the wedding until next year and I've been to Barcelona before and actually I wasn't mad about it I got robbed and lost ramblers within about half an hour of me getting oh um and and but I did I have spent a huge amount of time across Spain and 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 all of that but where I haven't been and where I keep saying I've not been to is Scandinavia I've been to any Scandinavian countries so I switched my flight and I'm now heading off to Stockholm in Sweden which apparently is the solo capital of the world and I'm going there on the 1st of September for four nights and like that I've just booked myself into a fairly central hostel and I'm gonna go there and check that out so I'm really excited so have you been you look like you have not been to Stockholm I've been to like some of the other cities more southern Sweden um like Lund uh, that's a university town um Malmo but I've never been to Stockholm um but I love Scandinavia in general like I quite like a colder climate with mountains and that kind of thing um and I just love the food in Scandinavia as well um but that's gonna be incredible um I think you're gonna have a great time when did you say you're going next month is it going in just two weeks so going on the first of September yeah for oh yeah so the first and so the weather won't be too bad then no, um, yeah, I think it's going to be nice and uh, yeah, excited. Uh, they call Stockholm the the Venice of of North Europe of Northern Europe. So there's lots of little um rivers and archipelagos. Archipelagos. Ar- ar- <laughs> saying that archipelagos. Yeah, lots of bridges. <laughs> lots of uh, really interesting museums. I've booked myself onto a bike tour um on this the second morning that I'm there there and a boat tour. And I think again, you know, that's just some of the great pieces of advice for solo travelers is yourself onto the tours you know these I remember that was something that we talked about well let's go back let's we let's talk about you let's talk about you and your travel blog and how it all started and you know how it's all going really okay yes big story I guess um so I started probably I mean god it's got to be like eight or nine years ago now um I was working in pharmacy and I just wasn't happy you know I kind of had a feeling that if I didn't go and leave it all soon that I would just be stuck and do the same thing for the rest of my life. And I it made me feel really claustrophobic. Um, and I, I think I just needed to run away and I met, um, I actually met a guy <laughs> and he, he was going traveling and he was like, um, do you want to just come with me? I'm going next month, you know, Asia, Australia. And I was like, and I think this was probably only our third date or something. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to just uh, quit my job. And, um, well, I actually got a career break, but I never went back. So I basically quit my job. Um, and yeah, just got rid of my apartment and packed everything up, dumped it back in Ireland and then just hopped on a plane and went traveling. And I sort of like, yeah, it was, it kind of seems crazy now, but at the time it made like so much sense to me. Like it just felt like my only option you know like I knew that I would just be so unhappy if I stayed so I needed to do something big I I think like 
I'm a bit addicted to change. Like I don't like when everything's the same all the time. Um, and if I haven't made a big change in my life in a while, I start to feel really stale. And so I needed something big. And um, so he kind of came around at the right time and off we went. Um, and he had a blog. So that's how I kind of, he got into it. Like he showed me how to create a website because I'd always loved writing and taking photos, but I never knew anything about the technical side of building a website or anything like that. Um, so he kind of helped me with that. And um, it was just really to fill with my stories so that like my family knew what I was up to. So I didn't forget my memories and uh, at that time, like no one was doing it for money. Like no one was trying to be an influencer or anything like that. You weren't getting brand deals because of your blog. Um, so like, I think I came from like a very authentic place when I started it. It wasn't about anything like materialistic really. Um, it was just cause I love traveling and storytelling, I suppose. Um, and yeah, it kind of just organically grew as I was traveling people, I didn't know anything about SEO or search terms or anything like that. Like I wasn't targeting people. I just happened to be writing for a group of people who are in the same situation as me, solo kind of female travelers or backpackers or young people who just wanted to make a big change. And uh, that's it kind of grown ever since, I suppose. <laughs> Amazing. I love that. And it makes me sad because I, I remember I was traveling years and years ago um, when I was traveling around Thailand and I used to send these like epic emails to like a big group of my family and friends and they would all like love it you know because I was just really funny talking about my adventures and things that have funny things that have happened and when I look back on that now I think oh how wonderful would it have been to kind of create a blog I think this is this is like way like this is 2001 or something that I'm talking about oh, okay. I know the internet hadn't even been invented then para um but no like it was <laughs> It was just these like emails and like that, that desire to just write and share, uh, share your stories. And as you say, storytelling and, and, and all of that, it's, um, it's brilliant that you were able to turn that into an outlet. And like that, I started a blog a few years ago about my dating and about my dating stories called swipe right.blog. And, um, I just started reading that right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should swipe right that blog. It's very funny. And I've got tons and tons of, of dating stories up there. It's still it's still there. Um, and I, I just did it because I was going out with clients a lot and I would be telling them my dating stories. They were like, oh my God, Ariana, you need to write a book. This is so funny. So I said, I just create this, but like that with you, or I don't know, and it wasn't about SEO, it was just a, an outlet, but it started getting traction and people were sharing it and sending it in their WhatsApp groups and in their email groups. And suddenly it was being read all over the world and, you know, had a regular stream of people that were, people were messaging going, when, when's your next dating story? <laughs> um, but it is lovely. People are hungry for kind of authentic funny interesting kind of informative entertaining stories right and if you are able to do that then build it they will come you know like the theater yeah I think like people especially if they're thinking about doing something big like solo travel or like leaving their job and going traveling they want to read something that reassures them from someone who is kind of similar to them or was in a similar situation and makes them feel like oh, if she can do that, then I can definitely do it. Like, you know, because I'm just a normal standard person like them. So yeah, I like, that's kind of what I want to do. Like, that's my main goal with my travel blog and everything like that is just to like, give people the encouragement and the confidence and remind them that they can do whatever they want to do. Like, they don't have to wait for somebody else. Like, they can go by themselves and it's not as big, and scary as people might tell them it is you know yeah amazing that's really great um I just wanted to pick up on what one thing that you mentioned earlier which was that being addicted to change and I remember from the last time that we talked you talked about your your mum and you know how your mum was really someone who kind of like put that graph for travel into you guys from when you were really young I mean take us back to that time and in, in terms of that as well yeah a hundred percent like I always say this I got the travel book from my mom like I had it my whole life um my mom is like a single mother but and she had me and my sister um she had us in New Zealand so and then she moved back to Ireland so I suppose we were always used to like big trips from a young age 
but she never let like being a single mother and having a job and taking care of two kids get in the way of travel. Like I remember seeing on the TV, one of like the early, early Ryanair ads advertising like um, return flights from Dublin to Paris for whatever it was, like a tenor or something at the time. And she was literally saw the ad, was straight on the phone, booked the flight for that weekend and was like, okay, girls, like pack a little bag and we're going to Paris this weekend. And she would have like nothing. She would just have the flights. And she would land in the airport, like like you said, before there was internet. And she would just get to the information desk and be like, where's a good hotel to stay? And we would be in Paris. She'd pick up one of the service phones and just ring around the hotels and book something like when we were there. So like the spontaneity of, of her, like definitely came into my life. And I love that kind of thing. I don't feel like I need to plan and I'm not a planner at all. Like I... <laughs> I don't understand, you know, people who make like full itineraries and have no room for like change or spontaneity. I just kind of like, I'll see when I get there. What if I meet people that I want to hang out with? What if I see something I want to do? Like I need to leave it open. Mm -hmm. Um, And that doesn't scare me because that's what she did. And she never made it seem scary. So she always... I don't know. Yeah, I got 100% got my travel book from my mom. Like she was bringing us to places like Mexico when we were kids, you know, before they were super touristy. Like, she, and we were in Thailand, Singapore, like probably half the countries I visited, I visited like before I was like 21 or something, you know, and I've gone back to, you know. Um, but yeah, I definitely owe my travel book to my mom. Amazing. Sure. That's so great. I love that. And look, I traveled around a lot when I was younger. I lived in 16 different houses I you know we come from a we were just moving around a child of the 80s and um I like that I'm probably addicted to change as well I definitely do get itchy feet when I'm in one place for for too long and I like the whole spontaneity and the the opportunity that comes with being out there and just kind of meeting new people and traveling around and and all of that so it's great that your parents like like my parents or your your mom was able to instill that um sense of freedom in you guys as well and I think it's a it's a good lesson for parents because I think people get so scared about having to have preparation and have everything you know prepared my sister and my brother and my sister-in-law they have two little boys um uh, under the age of three so they've got a two and a half year old and a one and a half year old and we were laughing because we were saying about how Luca the one and a half year old has already been to Spain three times and to Los Angeles um already so he's he um himself and Cal were in LA for three weeks with their parents they went to Disneyland and I was thinking if they don't go to Disneyland anytime again soon they'll be like why did you bring us there when we were two and a half and one and a half <laughs> we can't even yeah that's the debate always <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Um, but like that, they, my sister-in-law, my brother, they love to travel and they weren't going to let, let having two little kids stop them from doing that. Whereas I know some people who are like, you know, have like teenagers practically who they've never been on an airplane because they're worried about they might cry or that this might happen or judgment of others, what other people want. Or like all the stuff they have to bring, the stress of organizing, that sort of thing. Like, yeah, it is. But I love when people like they don't let it stop them like um, and really like okay it's different when you have kids but really if you're an adult and you're going traveling like all you really need is like your money your phone and your passport and that's it like you know everything else you can just like get when if you forget it you just buy it when you get there like you know what I mean or you rent it or like you can get a charger in the airport like realistically every time I walk out the door to go to the airport I'm just like okay phone money passport and that's it and then everything else I'm not going to worry about like (laughs) this is it I only booked a small carry-on for the like I didn't you know I just have that free carry-on for Stockholm because when I was traveling around Europe last year I packed up my car with everything and like by the end of the trip I was literally taking three items of clothing out of this packed car because I was like that's literally all I need <laughs> like, yeah overpacking is over-packing. like such an issue for sure yeah definitely I, and I always want to buy stuff when I get there that's the thing like you want souvenirs or you want stuff that you can't get at home because it's different so like 
I'd rather just bring a couple of things and then get a mm. bunch of stuff in there. Yeah, I always felt regret when I went to Morocco that I didn't come with just two empty suitcases that I could just take everything back with. For all the textiles yeah. and stuff, yeah, like the bags, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just so beautiful, the stuff over there, even just the homewares, the lamps and everything. I'll, I'll be doing that again. So, okay, so um, so you, we, we find out where your love of travel came from, you know, how you kind of got the travel bug, you know, in that relationship that you're in traveling around the world. So how long and what what was on your itinerary on that kind of first trip? Where where did you go and what did you do? Yeah, I mean, so that big trip, like, wasn't, wouldn't have been my first big solo trip or anything like that. I think the first big solo trip that I did, like, I, I spent went and spent, like, a summer in New Zealand, which was a nice easy start for me kind of like you were saying if you haven't done too much solo travel pick somewhere like either at home you know Mm -hmm. or for me I always tell people if they're anxious choose a country that's like there's no language barrier so that removes another thing that you need to worry about so for me I went back to New Zealand for a summer by myself and that was a really easy like starter solo travel for me um and then after college I kind of went more adventurous when I finished my master's I did um a couple of months in South America by myself Uh, I was originally supposed to go with a group of girls from my college class and they couldn't go or didn't want to go the same time as me so I was like right well I'm going anyway because I really want to go so (laughs) bye (laughs) and I just learned a few like Spanish phrases and this was probably around a time when like you people were only just starting to get internet on their phone so like there was no google translate i was i didn't have internet on my phone unless i wanted to pay like tenner per megabyte Mm. or something like that Mm. um and there was no google maps so i just had a little spanish like phrase book and hopped a flight to Lima and I was trying to ask the taxi driver you know is it far uh (laughs) you know but uh like it's crazy I loved it I that was for me a really transformational trip like um I it makes you so independent it makes you so like secure in yourself that you know you can handle things um because if you can survive like in a country where you can't really speak the language where there might be like dangerous scenarios but you get through them like and yeah then you can handle anything when you're at home Mm. um and yeah I just loved it I booked um like a group trip for the first couple of weeks to get my feet because I thought that was a really easy way to like ease myself into the culture and kind of get the lay of the land and then after that I can travel completely solo because I kind of know what I was doing after that which I think is another really good way for people to get into solo travel is to like book you know with G Adventures or Intrepid or one of the group travel companies they have like specific 18 to 35s trips if you want to be in your age group and I just think they're really good. You make friends, you learn the culture. And then if you want to go off and solo travel completely after that, you'll probably have a few new friends to go with you as well. Like, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I loved it. That was the big trip for me. I think that made Amazing. me confident, I suppose, with solo travel. I'm so jealous. The, the only continent that I haven't been to thus far is, is South America. And it's a, a really big, big uh, sort of place that I would visit. Yeah, yeah, like I would love to go to Machu Picchu, would love to go to Argentina, would love to, you know, go to Chile and and obviously. Yeah. Um, I've already been down the, the River Nile, so I would love to go on the Amazon and try to try to do that. So, oh, my God, um, man, the Amazon is wild. That's what that was part of my trip that I did when I was in South America. And like, it's just another world. Like, I remember we were on the bus and it was raining and a tree had fallen across the road. And these like little schoolgirls ran off into the jungle. I was like, where are they off to? Came back with a chainsaw. And then started sawing the tree out the middle of the road, like in their little school uniforms. And I was just like, wow, the different world, man. Okay. Um, and it was just like, oh, it was wild. There's so many stories from the Amazon. That was actually one of my favorite trips. Like, um, and I fancied the absolute pants off my group trip leader. And he was like saying, Oh, if you get bitten by anything, like we have this little device that'll suck the venom out of it. And uh then I sat on a wasp. And I was like, well, I can't tell him now because I'm not like getting him to use that contraption on my bum. Like, no, it's not. 
So I was just sitting there in pain while everyone was telling me about the beautiful wildlife in the Amazon. Jeepers. Wow. Well, goodness. Thank God it was just a wasp and not a, a snake that you were afraid to get the venom. <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. I definitely recommend. I need to see more of South America myself. Like I didn't do Chile at all. Like, and I'd love to see that central america like you know the list is yeah. endless yes and it's interesting because of the my my blog um when i look at the location someone traveling there's a few people that are traveling around south america at the moment that are that are listening to the podcast because you can see it go from well the graceful guide the ungraceful guide uh katie and luke um who are two other really good travel bloggers who are currently traveling around with their child all across uh, mexico and and wow. south central america um they they lit up Mexico for me and uh, Nicaragua and you know a lot of the sort of Panama Central American countries but then if you as you go down it was really interesting for me to see week by week just another country would be lighting up on the on the list of Central yeah America. it's really um, cool that yeah. like something yeah. you created reaches that many people and places like yeah it is it is it's lovely it's lovely to see it um so you know in terms of then you know creating this blog and sort of this organic kind of thing happening along comes Instagram and uh social media and you know you you decide to kind of create a platform on that tell me how you how you've kind of done that over the last few years I guess it's like with all that social media it's constantly changing um which I should love, but it also means that I constantly have to adapt to learn new social media or else I'll fall behind, you know, um, which sometimes I rebel against. I'm like, I don't need another social media. Like when TikTok came out, I was like, no. And then, you know, I had to succumb to it eventually. Um, but yeah, like I have probably every social media, but Instagram's my favorite for sure I don't know why I think it's because it's like a photo album and I like to just go back through it and kind of see where I've been and it suits me I think though and I like that it has the video element as well which makes it more accessible and you can really feel where people are and get more of a vibe for a place um yeah for me Instagram's my preferred social media but I mean it's I try not to take it too seriously because you kind of, you know, I go to these events and I hear all these people complaining about, oh, the algorithm, this and blah, blah, blah. And it feels like a bit boring, you know, a bit like, do you really love it? You know, if all you're worried about is the numbers and that kind of thing, like, I just try not to think about it anymore. Like there was definitely a period of time where I was like not growing at all. Uh, and if anything, I was probably just losing followers, but you kind of just have to be like, well, I'm doing this because I love it and I want to have well for me I want to have like a catalog of where I've been and what I've done and like nice memories of my life to go back on so yeah like I try to not get too competitive and too bogged down in the numbers and the algorithms just create that said you you do have over 40,000 followers who follow you and I think what's lovely about your your Instagram is, you know, um, there's so much color and authenticity. And I think, again, that, you know, authenticity is, is such a hugely important thing from a perspective in terms of being an influencer or, or someone who has a following. And, um, you know, a lot of people can be quite caught up with the, the aesthetic and, you know, these sort of aspirational type travel, like, you know, videos with drone footage and all of that kind of stuff, which has its place and it's beautiful, but sometimes it yeah. becomes inaccessible for the everyday person, right? Whereas what I love about your blog um and your kind of Instagram page is that it's super accessible it's super colorful it's super fun you offer really practical like tips and it's something that while aspirational is also something that is 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 possible for people that are looking at it so you know if someone wants to go to a particular country they can come onto your Instagram and go right has she been in Stockholm for example and let me look at her her video that she has from this particular trip so that I can kind of follow along and kind of like maybe take some inspiration from this as well which is which is really good that you do really well yeah thank you yeah yeah that's what I I just want it to be like I don't want people to feel like 
like on some Instagram model and they can't do that because they don't look like that or have a dress like that or how are they going to get to the top of my with a dress like that like you know what I mean I'd rather it be more realistic and achievable and like kind of like I said like they see that I can do it so then they can do it like yeah. you know I just yeah. want to encourage people basically yeah yeah brilliant and so in terms of solo travel and for anyone that's listening in in this what kind of recommendations would you offer to people firstly in terms of maybe the best countries or places to or or cities but maybe that they could visit from your experience or maybe so solo trips that you've been on um that you would think would be a good a good place to go but also any kind of travel general tips that you might have for solo travelers yeah I mean like we were saying earlier like I do think if you're hesitant about it to do short trips within your own home country is a really good way to start like so that if you decide oh I don't like it I can't be alone with my thoughts or I feel nervous then you can just go home it's easy Um, and then going outward from there like because we're in Europe like short trips to Europe are probably the easiest one they're not going to be expensive in comparison to if you're going to go off to like South America or flights wise you know New Zealand or somewhere like that um and there's just sort of a shared culture you already know about Europe it's not like some mysterious place um and it's easy for you to kind of just you know live and go about do whatever you want to do there um and obviously they've all got euro you don't have to worry about conversion rates or anything like that yeah only you know what's so funny because where you when you were talking about earlier on just about language like when i was traveling last year i kind of uh, purposefully chose places to live which were off the beaten um tourist track right so yeah um well, when i lived in denia in spain i lived it was in between alicante and valencia and kind of you know it was a, a more of a place where locals would go and and live and um i didn't think about that because the only times i'd ever really been to spain before were i'd been touristy places right and where everybody spoke english but suddenly i rock up to this like you know non-touristy place and of course everybody speaks spanish because you know we're in spain and uh, i hadn't really factored that into my plans because i don't speak Spanish that's what I was going to ask you speak Spanish you don't okay yeah I don't and but thankfully you know now we have things like Google Translate and actually it is it is interesting how little you you you, how quickly you learn certain words for things but also how we as human beings communicate you know lots of pointing and I always talk about when I was in France I do speak a little bit of French but you know being in a French supermarket and asking for where I could find a fly swatter but of course them not understanding what I was saying so I acted out <laughs> I, 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 I was like <laughs> you know, and they're like that car and they bring me straight to the fly swatter place right so you know yeah we, you can communicate in different ways communicate in different ways exactly um but actually funnily enough when I was on that trip and ended up going to Croatia I just drove across from Trieste into Croatia into Pula and Zagreb didn't realize that they're not in the euro they weren't in the euros at the time and they had a completely different currency the kuna yeah and i haven't done any of my research i was just driving around you know kind of being spontaneous kind of seeing where i was going but then also got to croatia and thought oh my god i haven't got any understanding of croatian or like i don't know any of the language because at least spanish hola you know you kind of yeah yeah those words <laughs> uh just growing up you kind of get an idea of what different words are but but yeah i landed in croatia and i was just like oh my god don't understand anything now and the croats speak pretty good english as well um but you know it i don't i wouldn't let that stop you is what i'm kind of saying in terms of language no yeah i wouldn't i mean i have done solo travel in like hong kong and stuff and not had a clue like just kind of hoping for the <laughs> going to South America but yeah I think like if you're nervous I think it's an easy kind of thing to take out of the mix like um definitely like group trips if it's your first like solo trip and you really are worried and you don't know what to do or you've no idea where to go like a group trip is such an easy thing to book like um and you are you're basically guaranteed to make friends um and kind of get ideas for afterwards if you want to travel further um I think like safety wise I think you're just as safe traveling abroad as you are at home like you know there's risks everywhere so you know you might as well just be at risk somewhere funny you know <laughs> like um 
but there are things like you know you can do like you know not sharing your live location on social media is like a sensible one just in case um but yeah I don't want to talk about safety too much because I don't think that really solo travel is that dangerous so and I don't want anyone to get that in their head but and I you're you're, you're so right and you know like I I always say you can be just as vulnerable in Dublin um on on Cable Street as you can be on the Champs-Élysées or you know yeah exactly and we just have to make sure that we, you know, we 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 don't necessarily put ourselves in vulnerable positions. And I'm not suggesting that anyone who gets attacked is putting themselves in vulnerable vulnerable positions either, because it can happen at any place at any time. But yeah. for example, when I was in Pula in Croatia, it was Halloween, and there was um an underground rave <laughs> that I saw advertised that was taking place in a underground old bunker from World War II that was going to be starting at 12 midnight and going on until the early hours, which I really would have liked to go to. But I thought I'm a single woman by myself. Maybe not such a good idea to go and put myself in that environment. Do you know what I mean? I had a very similar experience in Croatia, but because I was staying in a hostel, and there were a group of us. I was like, okay, I'm gonna go because I'm with a group of hostel people. And it, yeah, it was exactly that—a rave and an old abandoned. I don't know, maybe they're a big thing in Croatia. <laughs> but I had a great time uh, because uh, yeah. I was with the hostel people. Like, and I felt more confident. Like, that's another thing. I think um, if you want to make friends, like hostels are great, mm-hmm. um, and they don't have to be like, say, you're a bit older and you think that oh no, I'd rather be in a nice, clean hotel like a lot of hostels are lovely they're more there are more upmarket hostels they have like great locations you can get a private room mm-hmm. and that and it just feels like a hotel like when I was in Barcelona I booked a private room in a hostel and it was nearly like the hostel was separated into this side was a hostel and this side was basically the mini hotel but then there was still all the common areas for socializing um, and it's a really good way to make friends when you're like on the road you know if you don't want to be completely solo the whole time mm-hmm. brilliant yeah no absolutely I I have never really been a hostile person but I, I did I did some solo traveling when I was younger in Australia and um, yeah, I mean, I think the first time I was 18 and I went up to the uh, Whitsunday Islands by myself and I went um, scuba diving and I did my first skydive up there as well, but on my own. But I made friends, you know, from the from the bus journey from the airport, when, you know, when you're on that transfer uh, to the hostel that you're staying in, I made friends. And, uh, you know, I always remember the second time I went solo traveling in, uh, again in Australia and I went up to Byron Bay. I remember bringing loads of books. I was in between jobs when I was living in Australia and I brought loads of books thinking I would be able to sit by the pool by myself and just read and then couldn't because made so many friends that they were all inviting me to go to Nimbin and to go to different places and yeah (laughs) and uh, playing pool and telling stories and some incredible friendships and and people that I would have met during that time and uh, you know live in my memory because we didn't have Facebook or Instagram around that time either um I know yeah (laughs) devastating isn't it like yeah 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 all of the the wonderful pre the travel that you did pre the social media that where there's no memory very very few memories of it's uh it's just it's well it's nice because it lives in your in your in the, your memory bank in your brain I suppose um but yeah you're right I, I think it's really important that we don't talk too much about safety and interestingly when I had Gwen Wilkinson on the podcast last week talking about wild camping along Ireland you know she she said it was quite scary at times to 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 do that and I said to her did you ever have any bad experiences and she said well actually no so I think you know what I was saying is that the fear is sometimes that we have of things that could happen that might happen but actually so rarely do happen and uh, I think you know uh, you know with technology I I know when I was traveling last year my mom I knew always used to check when I was last active on whatsapp or facebook you know she was making and if I wasn't she'd be ringing me is everything okay you know so you can (laughs) even if you're far away you still can have people you're you can still have your mommy checking in on you (laughs) yeah yeah 100 like it's easier now to keep track of people and like safety wise we're kind of in an age where things like there's so much available for to make you feel safe like now Mm and that really I just wouldn't let safety Mm. worry you if you're thinking if you're hesitant about solo travel like I just Mm. wouldn't factor that in (laughs) 
So where would you, so then from a solo travel recommendation perspective, uh, you know, where, where have you gone solo that you felt was particularly set up for someone who might be wanting to go on a solo travel trip? Mm, Australia is a great one for the reason that you said, like everyone does it. It's on the main like backpacker route, you know, mm. like Thailand, Australia, everyone goes and there's such a great vibe. And you know that you can nearly spot all the other travelers along the way. And there's quite a like cool sense of camaraderie. Mm. And even if you're not staying in hostels, like you said, if you're taking like a night bus or something, you know, mm. in Thailand, you'll all end up chatting anyway at the bathroom stops, like, you know, or sharing mm. snacks. Um, so I think that whole like classic backpacker route like southeast asia australia is a really good like easy one because it's so well like trodden i suppose mm -hmm. historically mm -hmm. um that it's really set up for backpackers and it's not definitely not a hard destination to do um i did iceland actually recently in november for my birthday that was kind of like another one of those spontaneous trips like you were saying i just had never seen the northern lights and I was kind of like, well, what am I waiting for? So I just booked a trip to Iceland by myself for my birthday um, to go see the Northern Lights. And that's a really easy country to travel solo. Like everyone speaks English. It's beautiful. They have great roads. Like um, if you want to drive yourself or if you don't, like there's literally nonstop day trips from Reykjavik to go see everything. Um, yeah, it's expensive, but it's, yeah, it's a great spot for solo travel. Like Amazing. Yeah, that's definitely one of the places that's on my bucket list as well. I, I recently went on a solo weekend to Mayo to the, um, the, big Atlantic the Atlantic um, it's a basically like a surf area over in yeah. um, near Lewisburg and uh, is that the big style one big style or... big style yeah, yeah big yeah. style Atlantic I've big style Atlantic there, ride I see like everyone posts about it it looks yeah. really good but I've never been yeah it's so good and so um such good value and um, I think it was sort of 340 euros, I think, for, you know, your accommodation, all of your food included, breakfast, lunches and dinner. It's oh, super oh. healthy, a lot of like vegan kind of food and vegetarian food, but really delicious. Um, it was dog friendly. I was able to bring Molly, but you also get included in that like two yoga sessions. You get a surf lesson on the beach and you get a hike included, a guided hike. included. That's really good. Incredible value. Um, And there were, we have to book that know, now. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I was there with like um, I was there on my own with with Molly, as I said, and there were a couple of like bigger groups there. But there were also some couples that were there. But there was also solo travelers that were there as well. And so I made friends and they have a beautiful jacuzzi area. Um, and it looks out over the sea and the sunsets and it was just it's it's absolutely spectacular but like a lot of those kind of adventure week weeks or you know yoga retreats and and things like that um are also sort of really good opportunities for solo travelers as well right yeah actually I, yeah you're right um because I did a like a health retreat in Portugal by myself I don't know when that was March or April and um that was full of solo travelers. Like uh, there were a couple of couples, but mostly it was just like a lot of solo women. Mm. And it was because I guess, yeah, people were just there to kind of take care of themselves, relax, like think about whatever it is, you know, get clarity on stuff. Mm. Um, and it was, it was really nice atmosphere because everyone was there solo. Everyone would kind of maybe sit with different people at dinner and like just have chats or you could have your space as well if you wanted to. That's actually, yeah, that's a great point. I would, I actually think I'd like to do another retreat or something like that by myself yeah. later this year, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, as well, like, I mean, you mentioned there about sort of like groups like 18 to 35 year old and, and they're great if you want to meet people your kind of your own age but also I think it's really lovely when you go on a group a trip or when you and you meet people across the ages and the generational um kind of relationships that you can build uh, when I went I was on a retreat in south of France um, a few years ago which I went to on my own and met amazing people but of all ages and you know it, it was the people in their sort of the 60s and 70s who I've maintained friendships with and they're so you know wise and you get to have these really interesting conversations that you might not normally have and they open you up to a whole other set of perspectives and ideas and 
you know, they, they had experienced so many different things in their life and you get some incredible life lessons when you are traveling. And it's kind of like a big brother thing, you know, you know what I like when, you, when, when people in big brother, suddenly they're like best friends or like Love Island, they're all best friends, <laughs> like within like a week and you're like, how can that be? But actually when you're, when you meet people in, and you're traveling, there's this kind of amazing sort of aura or connection that is created between people, isn't it? That makes you feel closer quicker yeah I think you're more open or something as well when you're traveling especially if you're traveling solo um you tend to be more open with your life story and your emotions and to the experience of meeting someone new mm-hmm. um and yeah I do think you're right like I've met loads of great people when I was traveling um that then I've met up with in other countries and that kind of thing and it leads to nice like relationships I mean I met I met like boyfriends as well when I was traveling like you never know who you're gonna meet but it's the friendships or romantic wise like it's just interesting to meet people from like different walks of life who you might never encounter if you just stayed at home Mm. um like from different cultures different backgrounds different personal experiences and it's just yeah it really broadens your horizons like it opens your mind more which yeah it's really like you can't imagine having never left like you wouldn't know half of what you know now you know mm-hmm. yeah no absolutely and I always say you know the tagline of this is not about living a lonely life it's about living the most full life and I think it's just important to know that you find your tribe you find your tribe of of, of fellow soloers when you're traveling you meet you know people you're drawn to people who are like you and you know and 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 I mean, when I was on this solo trip in in Mayo, I made friends with the 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 you know the other solos that were there. But I also made friends with the other couples and the other people, and you know we we're all chatting. And I ended up giving one of the solo girls who was over from Canada a lift home, and now we're friends on Instagram. And I said if she ever comes up to Dublin, that she can stay with me. So you just like broaden your network and your connections, and you 100%. create a community of people all over the world that you are able to connect with. You know. Yeah, and I love that tagline about it not being lonely. Like, um, I like people sometimes think solo travel. Oh, like, God, are you just gonna be sitting there having dinner by yourself for you know? But like, yes, you might be, but that doesn't mean you're lonely. Like, um, you're most of us are perfectly happy in our own company. That's why we're happy to solo travel. But mm-hmm. also, if you don't want to do that, there's pr- plenty of opportunities for you to share meals with people like along the way, um. And like, yeah, like you said, you meet people and it leads to other adventures. Like I met uh, my friend Izzy from Canada. We were friends on Instagram. She was in London. We met up and then she was traveling to Ireland and she came and stayed with me for like a month or something. Mm. Um, so it's just like, you never know, just because we kind of had a similar outlook and we connected and we only knew each other a few days technically, but it leads to like, you know, great adventures. Totally. And my, my friend Kelly, who was um, the third person on this podcast, Kelly Shatter, um, who is in a one woman play and her one woman play, The Scratcher, is actually going to be on in the Dublin Fringe Festival now. We met on that solo trip that I was in in the retreat in France. I was living in in a little rose cottage and um, on this retreat and she came in and I was living there for two months. She came for one week. She was Irish. She came in to to write and to uh, to create, which is what she is. She's a storyteller. And we made friends and we've been friends ever since, like seven years later. She came and visited me in Lake Como last year. And, you know, she became a student of mine. She studied um, coaching. She said she did her whole diploma through Mindstream with me. Um, and she's a really good friend of mine now, you know, and like it's it's just from that one little week in the south of France and and great friendships can be born. So, you know, if you're someone who is a soloer and you're feeling a bit like maybe lonely maybe you're feeling a bit like your friends have all moved on or they're in couples and they uh you know you don't have anyone to go on your holidays with and you you feel like you're not able to explore I mean go on your own and make so many new connections and so many new friends and you don't have to be crazy confident or outgoing or anything like that you you can you can meet fellow shy people <laughs> if you're if you're an yeah. introvert you will meet fellow introvert people you know it's uh it's remarkable how it happened it's like magnets isn't it 
Yeah, or an extrovert will come along and drag you out of your introvert <laughs> and drag you onto the dance floor and that'll be it. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like it is, like I have plenty of shy friends who solo travel as well and they would definitely consider themselves introverts, but they've made plenty of friends on the road. Like I think I'm a bit more, I'm definitely more of an extrovert, though I do definitely need a lot of time by myself. So when I travel solo, it's uh, like a balance, you know, I'll go out and mingle, make new friends, and then I'll spend the entire evening by myself, just watching TV or something, yeah. decompressing. Yeah. But there's room for it. Like, yeah, everyone, everyone yeah. can solo travel. Yeah. There's nobody I mean, who can't. No. And also, and also, I think, again, that the introduction of technology has really helped as well with those kinds of things. You know, I have my, my ear, my earplugs, I'll come and I'll, I'll watch TV shows. Netflix is on my phone, you know, I can prop, yeah. prop, prop it up against the water, the water cooler. And, you know, I'm watching a show or, you know, you're reading books or listening to podcasts. Like it's so lovely to you're solo traveling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> listening to, listening to podcasts and you suddenly you have friends in your ears, right? That you are, kind of like I remember it's so funny I remember listening to Serial the first podcast but I remember I was on a I was on a solo day date I, I take myself out on solo I used to take myself out on solo day dates all the time when I was living in London and, and still do um yeah I don't I don't have anyone else to take me out on a date so I'll take myself out right bang, but, I, bang. You know, <laughs> but um I used to go on these like yeah these 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 days and I remember being in the Tate Gallery in London and walking around the Mark Rothko exhibition um, but I can't really remember much of the paintings because I was listening to Serial and I was listening to the uh, Adnan Saeed podcast. And I remember what I was looking at when certain shocking revelations were happening in the podcast. Right. So That's kind of cool. Like, yeah. 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 Oh. Or even I was talking when I had Louise McSharry on the podcast. I remember listening to her podcast with Aoife Grace Moore talking about um, Vicky Phelan passing away while I was on the Lake Bled Island. I was on the, the, the island. We're on the island in I the middle of the lake. The, oh I my was God. on the island in the middle of the lake and on that church. I remember looking up at that church while listening to Louise and Aoife Grace Moore talking about Vicky, Vicky Phelan's passing away. So it can be very visceral in terms of your, you know. You, yeah, like audio memories. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's actually a really strong trigger. Yeah, because I have songs that I would have listened to when I was on the bus in South America, like in Peru, or if I was out walking around Lima. And I, like every time I hear that, is it like beautiful people or something? Chris Brown, I think I don't know, Chris Brown. But um, every time I hear that song, like it just reminds me of being in Peru. Um, so I think, yeah, that's actually a really interesting point. Um, and like technology has helped in other ways, like with connecting you with fellow solo travelers, like, you know, there's like Bumble Friends where you could meet up with people from the city you're in to get like a local flavor of the city or a local guide or even like Facebook groups. They usually have Facebook groups for like solo travelers um, and you can find people on there if you want to organize it in advance, even to feel or feel more organized. Um, yeah, there's low there's so many resources now that like we wouldn't have had when we first started solo traveling. <laughs> so many, so many. When I was in Paris, I went up on an on an Airbnb bar, bar crawl, met an incredible friend, Megan from Atlanta. She was also a solo traveler. Um, she was so recovering from from cancer and she subsequently died oh, wow. a few months later after that which was so sad because we were going to meet up again and I've you know she was such an inspiration to me on in terms of solo traveling because she had overcome an illness and didn't want to allow you know anything to get into her hold her and, back yeah, yeah exactly and so you know living in Paris but we became friends from that one night that we met out and then when I was in Denia I joined a local expat group became really good friends with a girl from the Netherlands and a girl from Belgium and a girl from Canada we all became friends just from a, a meetup I organized a meetup myself when I was in Modena in Italy and like a load of different people from different places all came we all had a, a, a night out so yeah, you know, it's 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 incredible the way in which you can, you know, really really easily use the, as we say those resources, those pieces of technology to just make make instant friends um which is brilliant. But I'm conscious of time. We've been talking for ages now, Tara. Oh my god. Um where's next on your list where you know, you're saying that where 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 what have you got coming up? Um, I'm going to going to Florida at the, in a couple of weeks actually um 
that's like a blog thing um for the launch of the Hollywood Horror Nights at Universal and I'm so excited because Halloween's like my favorite time of year yeah. and I've wanted to go to this for ages so it's going to be like non-stop scare jump scares that kind of thing like um wow yeah I've got my whole Halloween wardrobe ready for that um then like I said I'm going to Waterford um for a few days in September and then possibly like I really want to go to Jordan this year um and I always do a trip around my birthday which is like the end of November so I might try and plan it for then possibly um but yeah those are the only ships that I have planned I'm thinking about going up to Donegal actually as well um because I just haven't been there and I'd say about a decade and it's so beautiful like and so one of the one counties that I haven't really seen any of and I know that it's absolutely stunning mm. so I need to get up there as and well. maybe the 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 um the big style as well would be something else that you can do that big style in the, the Atlantic Lodge. yeah it does sound incredible like I, I I just love the water like um and I love especially when it's like um stormy like just the past weekend I live by the sea so I was just like get me out there like yeah. I just love it the wild Atlantic way I mean that's it does what it says on the tin so yeah well we were there we were supposed to go surfing on the second day but we had to call it off because there was lightning and thunder and there was the you know the last place that you want to be is in the water when there's lightning uh when there's and it looks great <laughs> it looks beautiful exactly um where can people find you Tara um, yeah, so they can find me online. My website is whereistara.com. Um, social media, Instagram is whereistarablog. Um, and then I'm on all the other ones. You'll find me if you just type in whereistara, TikTok, Facebook, wherever. <laughs> Add me. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, Tara. Thank you so much. And I really, really appreciate you coming on again, talking about all your fabulous travel stories, offering so many helpful tips to the listeners uh, on, on how to navigate a, a solo travel journey or just a travel journey um uh, as well you know lots of opportunities for people to go away with friends and family and just experience and see the world broaden their horizons and be someone like you be more talent that's what i say <laughs> so much thank you so much for having me <laughs> thank you so much